At Roswell Park Cancer Institute, our mission is our passion to understand, prevent, and cure cancer. We proudly present another episode in our podcast series, Cancer Talk. Here's Bill Klaproth. One of the most common types of surgery when it comes to skin cancers on the face, scalp, hands, and feet is Mohs surgery. What exactly is it? And is it right for you? Here with us is Dr. Kimberly Brady of the Department of Dermatology at Roswell Park Cancer Institute. Dr. Brady, thanks for your time today. So what exactly is Mohs surgery? Uh, Mohs surgery is a technique. It was developed by Dr. Frederick Mohs in the 1930s at the University of Wisconsin. And it's essentially an outpatient procedure for removing skin cancers that has a very high cure rate. Uh, skin cancers can have microscopic roots, and it's important that we get these roots out so that they don't grow back. Uh, so we perform a process called Mohs surgery, and we're basically checking it as we go underneath a microscope. Uh, so under local numbing medicine, a skin cancer is cut out. We look at it underneath a microscope. If there's still tumor present, we go back and we take more. And if it's not, once the tumor's cleared and all the margins are negative, then that area can be repaired and sewn back together. So it sounds like it's highly targeted and you go and then you look again, go and look again. And then when it's all gone, you stop basically. Exactly. So by preserving as much normal surrounding tissue as possible, I imagine you get a better cosmetic result then too, right? Right. Um, so not only do you have a better cosmetic result, but you also get a better functional result as well. Um, as you mentioned before, a lot of the locations that we're doing the surgery are on the face, the head, the neck, um, hands, feet, genital areas. So you can imagine that the smaller we keep the defect size, um, the better function you're going to preserve for the surrounding areas. And this is especially important if we're working around the eyes, the nose, the ears, the mouth. So not only just the cosmetic result of how it looks afterwards, but also the functional result. Right. Functional as well. So now who is a candidate for this, Dr. Brady? Uh, so the main skin cancers that we tend to treat are basal cell cancers and squamous cell cancers. Um, those are the majority of skin cancers that we see. So when these skin cancers are located in the areas that I mentioned before, face, head, neck area, uh, hands, feet, genitals, that would be an indication for Mohs surgery. Uh, also, tumors that have recurred, so those tumors that have been treated in the past and now they've come back, um, any large, aggressive, or rapidly growing tumors, uh, tumors where the edges aren't clearly defined. So that means that it's hard to tell where they start and stop with the naked eye, so you would need the aid of a microscope. Um, and also patients who have suppressed immune systems. So we see a lot of organ transplant patients uh, with suppressed immune systems that are at higher risk of developing skin cancers. Uh, all of these would be indications for Mohs surgery. So there's a wide variety of uh, benefits and applications for Mohs surgery. Then. Now, you mentioned it is performed as an outpatient procedure. Can you talk about that a little bit? Is this a, a short procedure? I know it depends on uh, each pa individual patient, but can you give us a general idea of what that's like? Uh, we tell the patients to block off an entire day with us just because 
we're not sure how long um, each individual procedure will take. Sometimes patients are only here for a couple hours. Um, however, if the skin cancer seems to be quite extensive when looking underneath the microscope, they could be here well into the afternoon. Um, so we basically tell them that they should at least plan to spend all day with us and not make plans for the rest of the day. Uh, what happens is usually the patients will come in in the morning, and uh, in general, most surgery is done under local numbing medicine. So that means that uh, they can eat breakfast before they come, they can have snacks, they can have lunch throughout the day. Uh, most of the time, they're able to take all their normal medications. Um, we may instruct them to stop some, and that just depends on each individual's personal medical history. Uh, but after they get numbed up, um, the tumor is removed, um, it's cut out, and that only takes several minutes. And the patient's then bandaged and they have a seat in the waiting room. And so they can hang out with their family member or friend or whoever came with them. They can read books, they can watch TV, they can use Wi-Fi, whatever keeps them occupied during that time. Um, because it usually takes maybe 45 minutes to an hour uh, while the microscope slides are being processed and analyzed. And if there is still tumor present, I will mark it on a map, and then I will go back, and I will take more where I need to. Um, if the tumor is cleared, then the area can be reconstructed again. Um, if the tumor is not clear, we kind of have to repeat the process back and forth, and every time we check the tumor underneath the microscope, they've got another hour or so to wait. Um, most of the time, uh, when the tumor has been cleared, uh, those uh, areas will be repaired by the Mohs surgeon. Um, and Mohs surgeons are thoroughly trained in reconstruction techniques. Um, we do side-to-side -side closures. We do grafts, which means uh, taking skin from one area of the body and using it as a patch over that hole. Um, we do flaps, which means taking adjacent looser skin and sliding it into uh, place. Um, and other times the, uh, the defect itself is quite small and we can just let it heal in on its own. Um, but once the patient's reconstructed, once they're repaired, then they get bandaged up and then they're discharged for the day. So after discharge, what is the general recovery time? Uh, it's going to depend on how large the tumor was that was removed and also the area, the part of the body that it was removed from. Uh, but in general, I'd say most of my patients have some slight discomfort uh, for two to three days, and that's usually something that's um, amenable to over-the-counter medications like acetaminophen and Tylenol. Um, we tell them that for the next one to two weeks, again, depending on where they had the surgery, uh, they shouldn't do any bending, heavy lifting, exercising, going to the gym. Um, like any surgical procedure, they're going to have some redness. They're going to have some puffiness and swelling. They're going to have some bruising. And all of this is going to resolve over time. I do tell my patients as far as long-term expectations that you can't cut the skin without leaving a scar. Uh, so initially, the surgical site, it's going to be noticeable. Uh, but I tell them also, my goal is at one year, if a stranger were to approach them on the street, that stranger should not be able to tell that they had surgery performed. Well, that's very good news, and that's what everybody wants to hear. Now, are there any possible risks involved with Mohs surgery? The risks that are involved tend to be uh, bleeding and infection, um, which is still pretty low. It's about uh, 2%, um, but those are the main risks. There's a small chance that the tumor could recur, 
Um, most surgery does have a high cure rate, up to 99% for basal cells and squamous cells, but there's still about that 1% chance that, um, that it still could come back. Other uh, risks are because we are cutting through the skin and attempting to remove tumor, it's going to depend on how wide and how deep that tumor goes that we could be getting into other structures. Um, So maybe nerves, they may be left with some residual numbness. Um, Rarely they can um, have some uh, defect as far as movement of the face. But again, it's going to depend on how deep and how wide we have to go to get that skin cancer out. Uh, most of the time, the nerve damage is restricted just to numbness, um, and rarely is it um, does it involve um, any motor function. And Dr. Brady, you've talked about the cure rate for Mohs surgery. This sounds like it's highly effective. Can you just spend a little bit of time on that? What's the percentage again of efficacy about on Mohs surgery? Um, up to 99% for basal cells and squamous cells, and that's because we're looking at the entire margin around the area that we remove. We look at 100% of the side margins and 100% of the deep margin, meaning the margin that's underneath the tumor that we remove. So generally, if you have Mohs surgery done, there's a pretty good chance it's not coming back again. Uh, that's true, yes. So it's more likely that a patient would develop a skin cancer somewhere else. Once a patient has been diagnosed with a skin cancer, they're at a highly higher likelihood of developing a skin cancer elsewhere just because they probably have the risk factors that have set them up for it. Um, sun exposure over the years, fair skin, light eyes, um, blonde or red hair, a lot of moles, um, now they have a personal history of skin cancer or they've had a family history of skin cancer. So it's more likely that they would develop a skin cancer unrelated to the first one, but just related in the fact that they're kind of a setup to developing skin cancer. So we do recommend that they continue uh, regular routine skin checks with a dermatologist just to make sure that uh, nothing's coming back, they're not growing anything new, and if they are, that uh, the dermatologist can catch it early. Dr. Brady, thank you so much. That's great information. Thank you for explaining Mohs surgery to us. For more information, visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Roswell Cancer Talk. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.